With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're back. Double cover, double cover, double cover. Mama, we made it! The network picked us up. Well, we're like established. We, we need the signs that says, like, clap, cheer, laugh. J-Mac here, D-Mac to the right. Welcome to Double Coverage. Mama, we What's made up, it. everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Double Coverage with the McCordy Twins. I am your host, J-Mac, and to my left, right, wherever the box is on your screen, we have Devin McCordy, a.k.a. D-Mac, this is a that's unique me. time. That's me. Yeah, that, that's Buddy over there. This is a unique time Hi. as we are now in an intense protocol in the NFL. The protocol reads that you are not allowed to gather with any teammate outside of the building. So although Devin is my twin brother, he is also my teammate. So we are no longer gathering outside the building. So our podcast will be brought to you virtually as Dev is in his home. I am in my home. And as you guys know, each and every week, you can find us right here on Nesson, or you can go to YouTube or iTunes to check the double coverage with McCordy Twins podcast. All you have to do is search it. And then as always, we're on social media, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, search at McCordy Twins and check out our cool website, McCordyTwins.com to see cool t-shirts, uh, everything we're doing in community service, just being able to catch up with us. DMAC, welcome to the virtual show. Yeah, you you actually sported one of our, our new cool t-shirts, Faith, Family, and Football Before the Game. Um, it, it looked good on you, so you did a good job. And you said, I'm your brother, but you also said we're a teammate. So which one comes first? Because you can't gather with a teammate but it doesn't really say you can't gather with family. Like, you can gather with family. So, like, if we're family first, does that mean we can gather because we're family first? Like, how, how does that work? I don't know where you kind of rate me on all of this. What do you, what are you I'm, thinking, I'm, buddy? I, I'm, I'm trying to think about it. I guess when, when I start to weigh the pros and cons and I start to really think about this, like, yes, okay. you'll be my brother for a long time. But it, right now, if I had to rank in importance, I mean, I'm in year 12 Football's only going to last so much longer. We're only going to be teammates so much longer. So I think I would place the value of a teammate higher than a brother because family, like I have three kids running around okay. upstairs now, a wife upstairs. I have enough family right now. So like we'll just okay. we'll keep you at a teammate level. And post-career, then we'll start to work on that brother level and see where it goes from there, you know? So you have more family than teammates? That's that's weird. I, I mean, I guess I guess you have a lot of kids. Um, getting into the show and, and moving on from Jason's terrible um, common sense, uh, which I'm used to because my whole life, he just really has had zero common sense. Um, let's get into this week's episode, starting off with um, a, tough, a tough loss on the road in Houston, seven-point game, uh, fall a little short. Um, at the end of the game, uh, what, what do you got, Jay? What's your feelings on the game? Like you said, tough one. I think uh, we didn't, obviously on defense, we didn't do a, a good enough job of uh, being able to cover their guys up. And we knew coming in Deshaun Watson is extremely dangerous. And we let him get outside 
uh, the pocket too much and be able to create. But times he was in the pocket, we didn't do a good enough job of just being on the receivers and creating enough ball disruption, knocking the ball down, knocking the ball off guys. We weren't able uh, to force any turnovers, and that put us uh, in a tough spot. And we knew going into this game, Houston didn't have a great record. We don't have a great record, uh, but we knew how dangerous they were, and we just weren't able uh, to contain them and be able to do enough in the game to walk away with a victory. Yeah, and I've turned into like a, a walking meme. Like everybody keeps tweeting me, uh, Deshaun Watson got the best of me right on the goal line. And people keep hitting me up on social media like, I care. Like I, I've been playing 11 years. Uh, obviously not the first time I've been run over in a game. Um, got me right on the two-yard line. So tough run. But uh, for all the people hitting me up, um, you're not really bothering me. You know, uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's bad. It wasn't great, but, you know, it, it's not – I'm not crying about it. It's not what's the name, of, but it is what it is. It's a it's a funny meme. But somebody attacked my Wikipedia page. Like that wasn't cool, man. Like that wasn't necessary. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you got to wait for a bigger game than a regular season to attack the wiki page. But uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean, J Mac? Yeah, it's, it's they a found time my wiki be, page though. It's a time to be thankful as Thanksgiving is around the corner. <laughs> uh, Talking about Thanksgiving, do you have any family traditions? What's your favorite part of the meal that's sitting on the table on Thursday? Um, family traditions change. So obviously, you know, us growing up, we were always together on Thanksgiving. And then you go to college um, and you're not always at home on Thanksgiving. Or sometimes we have a, a game on Friday or Saturday of that week. So we get to go home for Thanksgiving and go back home. Um, and then once you get to the NFL, I've played a couple games on Thanksgiving. So it's changed. It's been moving around. But um, the coolest thing is once my wife moved up and we got married, um, we've always had each other and then our kids for Thanksgiving. So uh, for me, my go-to is ham um, and the candy yams on Thanksgiving. Like that, bar none, like I need to have that on Thanksgiving. So uh, what about you? I know you're not a big turkey guy either. Uh, nah, Thanksgiving nah. for J-Mac and, and his household. Because you can't come here for Thanksgiving. I'm a big mac and cheese guy. Like, I, I'll take chicken, ham, a little bit of turkey, all of that. Uh, but like you said, the uh, sweet potatoes, uh, the mac and cheese, uh, whatever green is on the table. I'm more of a sides guy when it comes to Thanksgiving. So that, that's kind of how I, I, I get my meal done. But like you just said, Thanksgiving is has to be spent apart this year from teammates and things of that such. And that's a lot of times when guys gather outside the building. COVID has continued to run rampant uh, through our league. Baltimore Ravens just played in the game Sunday versus the Titans. They've had multiple positive tests. Uh, Adam Thielen, Eddie Jackson has gone on the COVID list. Uh, there's new protocols mandating that players wear masks. How are you dealing with all of this where it seems like every other week something changes uh, in the league when it comes to COVID? You're just rolling in stride with it. I mean, I would say it is. I'm getting frustrated at myself because we say this so much, but it is 2020. So 2020 wouldn't be right without things changing with the intense protocols of um you know, for a lot of teams, that means no longer being in their building. Teams in the warmer climate areas probably have shop tents outside and they're going to be doing meetings inside of tents, inside of the bubble. Um, for us, we have a huge space. So, um, But a part of our day-to-day -day is going to change. Less time in the locker room. Uh, no time eating together in the cafeteria, even though we were only eating two per table. Like that changes. So um, 2020 has been a year of change and adapt and um Obviously, we'll do it, but the whole NFL will do it. They'll adapt. They'll change. Um, they'll get things done that way, and uh, it's just something we got to deal with.
Yeah, for sure. And I think the crazy thing is at all is we're doing a lot of things to try to avoid contact. And there's just some parts of our game you just can't. We just went on a game on the road. Visitors' locker rooms are extremely small. We're right next to each other. You have to board buses. You have to board a plane. So there's times where we're just going to be forced to be together. And uh, we just have to learn and wear our mask and do the things that everybody in the general public is doing. The, the numbers are going up in our country right now. And we're dealing with it just like everybody else is, like you just said. So. And uh, what's happening in the group chat right now? You know what's happening in the group chat. The NFL season is going on. NBA, free agency, draft, all of that has taken place. So people are worried about who's going to the Super Bowl and who is stocking up and ready to be back in the NBA Finals. And right here in Boston, Gordon Hayward now heading to Charlotte. Um, we had one guy in the locker room a little bit happy. Uh, my man Gilly Lockdown was happy. LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward going to Charlotte. He lives in Charlotte in the offseason, so he likes going to those games. You guys have seen him at Celtics games. Big uh, basketball fan. So um, a lot has happened, though. The Rockets, they're taking a gamble. They're bringing DeMarcus in Boogie Cousins. Cousins and, and, I, and I think all of us, we're hoping he has a breakout season. Um, and then also Clay Thompson um, is reported tore his Achilles. Um, that hurts Golden State. Um so it'll be interesting. They drafted Wiseman early in the draft uh, with that number one pick with no one, no two, whatever pick. Wiseman's headed there. Uh, Anthony Edwards is headed to Minnesota. So um, there's some teams early in the draft, the Charlotte, the Minnesota. You really don't care. Like they're not going to win anyway. But you look at the Lakers. They, I mean, somehow they get Every the sixth man of the year. They get the, the runner up for sixth man of the year and Dennis Schroeder. So you got Montrez Harold. So it'll be a fun NBA season to see, you know. Everybody's excited to see the Brooklyn Nets. Did James Harden really want out? Does Westbrook want out? Where do they go? Who knows? Carmelo's back in Portland. Yeah. I'm giving yeah, you everything sure. in like two minutes. Yeah, I mean, you wrapped it up great. And I think where we do need to give more credit is LeVar Ball. I mean, he has two sons yeah. drafted, number two and number three in the draft, and another son in LeAngelo Ball, who is a part of the NBA and the G League. I mean, that is impressive to raise him and his wife, to raise three boys and all be affiliated with the NBA, coming in the number two and number three picks of the draft. That is insane. So credit uh, to the Ball family. That's, uh, that's doing it big. So you got to give the big ball of brand uh, some credit for that. First time in NBA history that brothers drafted in the top five of the, uh, of the NBA. So um, that is definitely very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, and I don't know if it'll happen again. Uh, and like you said, Klay Thompson goes down with a season-ending injury, and it seems like each and every week we're talking about another key guy in our league who's going down with a season-ending injury. Uh, this week it was the number one pick of the draft, uh, smoking Joe Burrow, uh, who's been playing really well, coming in as a rookie, trying to turn that franchise around in Cincinnati. Uh, I know it had to be devastating to Bengals fans to see him go down and clutch his knee and then to hear the news that uh, he has a season-ending injury but ha will be having surgery and have to get on the road to recovery so wishing him the best and it just seems like this year and I don't know like we said it multiple times on the show here you got to go back and look at the numbers but it just seems like so many of the big names have gone down with seasoning the injuries and it's just it's devastating to see yeah I mean even for us Sunday just watching Rex down on the field and uh everybody on the knee and just hoping and praying for Rex uh for just the safety and hoping and he gets back on the recovery road and uh, we'll have to see what ends up happening with him. But like you said, guys just getting injured. And then when it's guys on your team that you know that are just special individuals for us, like Rex, um, going down and just seeing the way he went down, 
Um, you've just yeah. been praying for because he's been such a, a lifting person for everyone um, around the building, always smiling, always upbeat, and he's been having a heck of a year. So, um, like you said, injuries are a tough part of our business every year, um, but especially this year with so many things that have gone on and so many things taken away from us that have messed up our routine. Um, you just hate to see guys uh, getting injured out there, and um, we're just hoping that all those guys are able to recover and get back uh, to playing the way that they've always played. Yeah, without a doubt. And um, speaking of that, uh, talking about recovering, we were able to beat Baltimore last week on Sunday Night Football. Now they went up against the Titans trying to recover from a loss from us, a loss from the Titans last year when they had the Super Bowl aspirations. I don't know if you saw this, but in pregame, it got a little chippy. Titans looked like – I wasn't there, so I just saw the videos. Titans looked like they're breaking it down in the middle of the field before the game. Baltimore looks like they're not happy about them being on their logo. And it seems as though the the Super Bowl 51 it was, Hero, was it 51? 50, whatever number you guys have been to too many. Malcolm 49, Butler seems 49. to be 49. John with John Harbaugh, and they're going at it. And it, it didn't look like they were exchanging too many pleasantries. I thought maybe he might have been asking him what his Thanksgiving plans were. But it seems like it continued throughout the game. The Titans went in overtime. And it seems as though there's no handshake uh, between Vrabel and Harbaugh. Obviously, I'm not going to ask you about it. You weren't at the game. You were playing. But have you ever been a part of a game where it got chippy in pregame and the game went on and it kind of just set the tone for that game? So I haven't, but you have. Uh, redshirt freshman year, we get to Rutgers. I wasn't good enough to play. You were good enough to play, so you traveled down to Louisville. I barely I played. Won't steal, I won't steal your thunder. Um, I'll let you tell a story, but I will say this. When, we, when you guys came back from Louisville, all you talked about was boom, boom, clap, boom, boom, so we, clap. Like you said, we had to. We head, to, we head to Louisville. We're playing. We go, we're going against the Cardinals, and uh, our routine was the same. We'd break it down in the middle of the field. But no disrespect to the bird in the middle of the field on their logo. We just happened to break it down in the middle of the field every game. They took offense to it. It got chippy. Long story short, we lost 55 to 5. It didn't get chippy. It didn't get chippy. It didn't get chippy. Let me tell you, because I was watching on the TV, and you guys jumped on the Cardinal. And as soon as you finished jumping on the Cardinal, they got in your face and all of that. Once you guys went back to the locker room, they, they pulled the graphic up. The last couple teams who jumped on the Cardinal, and it was ugly. They were blowing teams out. And, you know, another guy who's a part of this show who helps out behind the scenes, Kevin Malice, was on that team as well with you. 55 to 5, was it? Or the, yes. something like that? So it's, I, it's safe like to that. say. It's about 50 points. Yes, it's safe to say we no longer jumped on the Cardinal, but it probably, it probably was bad officiating. That's probably why we got blown out. Well, but the, at well, the same time, the good thing, go ahead, go ahead. Speaking of officiating this past Monday night had the first all black officiating crew, uh, legendary in our league to see that uh, it was all over special social media. And it was awesome uh, to just see that. And for those guys to be a part of that. So let's get into this. Our fate, one of our favorite segments of the week, the Dan O'Brien keeping it awesome moment of the week. What you got, J-Mac? Who kept it awesome? Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch, a Hawaii resident, was shown on video. I see this on social media. Cars are rolling up. He's walking with turkeys in his hand, giving out turkeys uh, to people in Hawaii. Uh, him and his foundation partnered with a local supermarket down there, and they were able to give out 200 
free turkeys. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, a guy that while he was playing, uh, five-time uh, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl champ, a guy that did a ton of work on the field, but so much work off the field and building his community uh, is continuing to do that in his retirement. So shout out to Marshawn Lynch for the Dan O'Brien keeping it awesome moment of the week. That's a that's a big dude walking through the street holding them turkeys. I saw him. Still look like he can play running back. I know, I know for sure. It look like he still can score from the you know what I mean inside the five. So shout out Marshawn Lynch, always getting it done in the community. Um, but let's jump right into uh, I guess your favorite time of the show, the fan questions. J Mac, what do we have with our our first uh, fan questions from Twitter? Yes, uh, first question uh, comes from John Martin Monagam. Uh, with the possibility being that uh, the last year you guys play together on the same team, what's the last three years been like? Playing with your twin brother, uh, winning a Super Bowl has to be a dream, uh, must be amazing. What are some of the best memories of playing together? Um, obviously the Super Bowl, and I feel like we answer this all the time, but uh, especially this year, probably 2020, old guys. Um, but definitely the Super Bowl, and I would just say the the, the carpools to the games before 2020 when you could go to the games together and our families went uh those moments of just living that pregame and talking about the game and going together um was was some of the, the best memories of these last three years yeah and i would say just to add in before we jump to the next one a cool thing for me has been sitting in meeting rooms on a daily basis when dev says something and i don't agree or i say something he doesn't agree being able obviously not fighting or arguing but being able to get our points across and be able to debate with each other both having played a ton of football or be memories that i have once i'm done playing once he's done playing that we sit back and laugh about so uh definitely have some great memories the past three seasons Okay, next up from uh, Raw Ruth. Um, you're both role models to young fans. Uh, can you compare the pressure of playing football and representing yourself in the community, knowing that there are young people trying to mimic themselves after you? Being a role model, yeah. J-Mac. Yeah, uh, it's something we take serious. It's something we've had conversations about. And I think uh, when we started our sickle cell work uh, about eight years ago and started doing the casino nights and different things, I think Dev was nominated for Walter Payton Man of the Year than I was. And you realize that, hey, we're having these annual football camps and we're having an impact and kids are coming to see us. And we've talked about, hey, like we have to continue to live the way we preach and the things we talk about. And I think for us, faith is something that that is very strong for us and that rings true. So we try to continue to base our lives on that and not get caught up and all the distractions around us as being uh, football players and pro athletes. So it is definitely something that we think about. Uh, both of them come with a ton of pressure, uh, but I think we've gained that responsibility and we're built for it. So we continue to strive day to day to be the best we can be. And, yeah, uh, and I think this got? third, this th I got it. This third question piggybacks right off of that from Sterling Pingree. In the year of 2020, what are you most thankful for? And like you said, being a role model, all that's great. But one of the things you're most thankful for are the people who help you be role model is my family. I'm, I'm most thankful mm -hmm. for my family and everything we went through this past year. Um, just being able to be around them and see them or, or missing them, see, not seeing my mom, um, has made me really thankful just for the simple th times of just spending time with loved ones. Yeah, without a doubt. Couldn't have said it uh, any better. Uh, and I think also our health, I think is something that we sometimes take for granted. And as we watch how this pandemic has ripped through our country, uh, we realize how important it is to take care of ourselves and go to the doctors for checkup. Uh, because of this thing, people have had underlying health issues, things they've lived with for many years and never knew. So I think coming out of 2020, 
exercise and all of those things are something that I think we're going to have to pay more attention to. Uh, but I think for myself, the guys I'm playing with and everybody, my family, we're all very thankful for our health uh, as this 2020 year comes to a close. Coming up this week, an opponent that we don't know too well, the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray has been doing a terrific job this year, scrambling, making throws. You guys all saw the Hail Mary pass that DeAndre Hopkins was able to pull down against Buffalo. And it just seems like Larry Fitzgerald just doesn't age. He's still out there getting the job done. So another tough challenge for us this week, an NFC opponent. We're going to have to prepare through the holidays and get ready for uh, to go out there and try to dominate on Sunday. Yeah, big time of the year. Football starts after Thanksgiving, and we are right in the midst of it. And I uh, want to let you guys know, anybody, if you shop at David Yerman in Boston or you're a David Yerman fan, uh, from December 11th to 13th, uh, if you go in there and you buy something, 10% uh, of proceeds will go uh, to our Tackle Sickle Cell campaign. Um, so we would really appreciate it. All those young people with Sickle Cell will appreciate it. And you will get a David Yerman ornament um, and a chance for some pretty cool giveaway. So um, December 11th through 13th, shop David Yerman with a chance to help tackle Sickle Cell. Uh, it's been a cool event the last couple of years. So hopefully you guys can join in and get involved this year. Yeah, and it's David Yerman in Boston, right? Yes, David in Boston. Perfect, perfect. Appreciate it. Buy me something. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Like you guys know, each and every week you can catch us here on Ness. And if you miss it there, make sure you go to YouTube or iTunes and search Double Coverage with the McCourty Twins. And make sure you hit that subscribe button. We appreciate you guys for sticking with us each and every week and listening to Dev talk a bunch of nonsense and me bringing you some great Great breaking news. Appreciate Mama, we you guys. made it. We'll see you next week.